Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Ooh, I am so excited about this episode. I have been wanting to record something about this topic for a while. Here is the deal. When 2020 happened, All of a sudden, your Instagram feed is filled with people wanting to coach you, educate you, sell you courses, all of these things. And I was one of those people, so I am not knocking it. 2020 was my, I'm finally going to do the damn thing situation, right? But what I quickly learned is that a lot of us, and I do really think that including myself, felt a little bit of this as well thinks that creating a course, um, becoming an educator is like passive income, right? Or you're going to like make all this money because people like you on Instagram and they're going to want to buy from you. And let me tell you something, my friends, that is not the case. As I'm moving into my third year into this new side of the hair industry, I have learned so much. I've learned so much through the mistakes, through the tears, through the failures, through through the growth, right? And I want to share it with you because I do not want this misconception, especially as somebody who stopped my career completely. I stopped doing hair for 10 months to pursue this, okay? As somebody who stopped their career to pursue this coaching business, to continue this podcast, to do all of the things that I am now doing full time, I had to overcome so many obstacles and I do not want to leave the misconception in people's minds that this has been easy. I do not want people to think that that you can literally just stop your full-time money-making career and just jump into this thinking that it is going to be as profitable or that it is going to be as impactful right away, okay? So in this episode, me and my friend Elizabeth Fay 
are giving you the skinny on what it looks like to become a coach, an educator, a mentor, right? We are pulling back the curtain. We're saying all the nitty gritty, dirty stuff that no one tells you. I am obsessed with this conversation and I hope that this brings to light kind of what it actually looks like. But let me say this as well. If you have in your heart that you want to impact this industry, do not let the scary stuff stop you, okay? Do not let the fear of the unknown, the fear of making mistakes, the fear of crying, the fear of losing income, don't let it stop you. Just know that going into it, it is going to be an adventure. It is going to be a journey. It is not going to be an overnight thing. So please, please, please enjoy. I will be throwing everything we talk about in the show notes. Um, We talk a little bit about um, Elizabeth's song on Spotify, as well as the Hair Love documentary, which, by the way, if you watch the Hair Love documentary, it is on Amazon Prime. Please, please, please take a picture of me when you see me because I'm on there, okay? We're going to play Find Misty. Take a picture, post it on the gram, and tag me. It's just a fun little game, okay? And honestly, you have to go watch it. If you're a hairstylist, you have to watch it. You'll cry. It will bring back the passion for your career. So go watch that. Listen to this. All of the things. Let me know what you think. DM me. Um, As always, if you have any questions or just want to um, maybe say something about what we're going to talk about today because we're getting into it. So enjoy. Hi there, Elizabeth Fay. Hi, Misty Jane. (laughs) So before we start, I just want to say congratulations on your documentary that is on Amazon, what Amazon Prime, right? Yep. Yay, Um, Amazon Prime. I'm super pumped because I do, I get asked all the time, like, what do you do at these retreats? Like, what do you just like cut hair? And I'm like, no. (laughs) So now I can be like, hey, you can go watch this and really kind of like get the whole, the whole feel of what, not just what we do on retreats, but what we do as hairstylists. And I think it's really cool. It's so exciting. It's like such a, I mean, you know, this. it's been four fucking years, like wild it was supposed to come out in 2020 and obviously we all got a little preoccupied in 2020 and so we looked at our producer and we're like what do we do and he's like you do what all good documentaries do you keep on filming and I was like okay so we just kept on filming we didn't really understand like how it would change the movie and it changed it into I mean it was always going to be to empower the hairdresser about hair love about the industry but it took a beautiful turn and it just made sense to be like, oh, I've been saying hair says change the world. And every keynote I've spoke for like eight years, of course, this is what it's about. And we just filmed how this is true and have proof of it for four years. Like, and so it changed the narrative to be what it was supposed to be the whole time. And, you know, it's the creative process. You don't really know what the end looks like. You're just in the process and it's here. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And I'm glad that it like got pushed just because now I have a clip of me as Gwen Stefani on stage in it. (laughs) It's like a split second, but still. (laughs) You gotta watch the whole thing at the end. Actually, the credits are like the best part at the end. They're like the funniest clips. I always think like people who aren't a part of hair love are going to be like, what the fuck are all these people doing in costumes? And I'm like, 
it, we're just not going to explain it. We're just going to let them be confused. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and it's cool too, because I watched it when you did the first premiere, um, with the digital hair love and my good friend, Sonia, who, you know, who has been at most of these retreats with me, um, we were texting and it was like, like, it was like emotional. Cause it's like, I have been to God, I don't even know how many retreats with you. Five. Okay. Four or five. You've done Tulum, Tulum, Utah, and then two Zions. I think five. Cause you've so done five. Two- yes. I think five. And then three. Yeah. Cause the high power and then the two other Tulums. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's cool to see, cause that's over the course of like years, you know? So it's cool to kind of look back and be like, Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Like, Oh my God. Like, so yeah. So anyway, for anyone listening, definitely go check it out. Highly, highly recommend my son watched it with me. Um, and he still talks about like the little meditation portion. He still, he's always is like, mommy, I know my next wall, like all the time. So it's impactful, not just for the hairstylist, but for everyone. So definitely give it a listen. Just saying. (laughs) <laughs> so good. well, the other thing, I don't know if you can put it in your show notes. We made a song it's free on Spotify, but it's for meditation and breath work. It's called I am love divine. And we literally created a custom album for this documentary. And I wanted it to be a, like a conscious meditation experience through music and it's purposely built at certain times. So that's something and you can literally listen to in your drive to work. Like it's such a vibe. The words are beautiful. Um, so that's like your Perfect. kids, safe for kids, all the things, right? Safe for kids. Safe well, for on this kids. podcast, we have to make yeah. that clear. <laughs> yeah. This podcast may not be safe for children unless you're my child. And then, um, but yeah, the music is. All right. So I will put that in the show notes as well. Um, before we start, I mean, we kind of started, but who are you and what do you do, Elizabeth Fay? Oh yeah. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Fay and I'm a coach and a doctor producer, but I'm a coach and the founder of a amazing company called Hair Love University. And we are an education community that really does quirky, independent education. It's all experience-based education. It's community-based education. And we do it through coaches, coaching groups, masterminds, one-on-one work and retreats. And so we're mainly known for our retreat work openly, but what I do day-to-day is coach, write curriculums and plan retreats. Um, but I was a hairstylist for 10 years. I still own a salon. I think we're at seven years next spring. So six and a half ish, something like that. Um, I've been in education since 2011. I've been a beauty school teacher. I've been in multiple corporate um, education. I just finished my sixth year with Redken um, as an ambassador, which is a beautiful chapter to close and to have started. Um, I have helped tons of corporate companies behind the scenes build their education, build their influencer programs, um, their education platforms. I speak on stages for big corporate brands, for women's events, for other retreats, my own retreats. I've hosted over 200 workshops. I have helped tens of thousands of people in our industry. And I have personally coached thousands in my group masterminds and almost 200 privately in the last two and a half years. So I've, if it's in education, I've fucking done it like that's, you know, like from hair education all the way. Now my work is, um, I'm a trauma informed life coach, a breath work coach, and I bring in subconscious rewiring and somatic healing with business strategy. Cause I found after years and years and thousands of people, um, we get stuck. We get stuck in our bullshit and there's all the business advice in the world. That's really great. Um, but if you can't get out of your own way, 
it falls on deaf ears. So that's yeah. what I do. And I'm a mom and I'm engaged. <laughs> yes. I love it. That is why you're the perfect, perfect, perfect person for this conversation. So I I'm very open on this podcast in general, just about like the like highs and lows of coaching just through like various conversations that I have, you know, naturally, but I've really been wanting to like really have a full episode about what coaching, what educating, like what it really is. And for those listening, um, I next year will be my 20 years in the hair industry, which is crazy because I do not feel that that is crazy. Do not feel that old. <laughs> but here we are. Um, and the last two years I have dove headfirst into, I guess, more coaching, educating coaching, same, same thing to a certain extent. Um and I definitely went into it. Um, I don't want to say a hundred percent naive because I did education foundations with you. So I definitely got, I knew nothing. Like I did not work for a company. I did not educate for a brand. Like I knew nothing. I knew that I career to independent educator. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I did not have any background. I did not. All I knew is that I am helping people anyway. How can I kind of turn this into a more wider scale business? And I would say I was a little naive for sure, just kind of how it was going to go down. Um, And you definitely helped me in the beginning. And I just want to talk to the person that's going to listen to this. That's like, I can't wait to have passive income. Yes. And- <laughs> talk about this. I'm so excited. Um, so first, if somebody comes to you and says, Elizabeth, teach me how to walk away from behind the chair or step back behind the chair. I went all head first, which I still can't decide if that was a good decision or not. I'm still okay. Cause I've been your coach for years. I've literally been with you through naming your program, building your curriculum, mm-hmm. your first launches to the thought of maybe wanting to coach. Like I've been with you up until we're right. this year. So a long time. Um, so I, it is great. And so someone comes in and they say, I want passive income. I want to step away from behind the chair, which this is one of the most common conversations I actually have. So I'm actually I'm the perfect person to have this conversation with you because it's in my DMs all the time. Um, what would I say? What do I say? Yeah, what would you say? Like, like the person okay. listening that's like, I just want to do what Misty's doing and I just want to like not work behind the chair as much and I want to like have passive income and be home and you know, all of yep. the things. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's just start I'm, there. I'm gonna start there and I have a few different points I want to hit on because it's a multifaceted answer. Um, because where you're starting at, who's at, who's saying this to me, I'm going to have a different answer. Does that make sense? So I'm going to yes. see it from a few different lenses. Um, so this is what I will first and foremost say. I've been in education a long time. I shared how I shared what, and I'm going to just like disillusion a few things really quickly. Um, Instagram has made MLMs and online coaching and influencers look like it's not a job. And it is this thing that you just be you and get monetized and paid to be you. And to a certain extent, every creative service-based career has an aspect of that. When you are a hairdresser, you are still getting paid to be you. And someone wants to be in your energy versus Susan down the road because you're X, Y, and Z. So yes, there is an aspect of that, of 
But what you don't see is behind the influencer is the pitching and the brands and the negotiation and the spreadsheets and the tracking of analytics and the content days and the meeting with their teams and all of that behind um, MLMs is going to be the same thing behind um, running a coaching business is ideation and curriculum building and research and training and learning and crying to your coaches and investing money you don't have and building a fucking business just like any other business you were to go out and build every business takes tens of thousands of dollars to get going besides maybe an MLM but even then you're going to have to do marketing and show up and do that and so it's like there it's just not packaged for you how to start. So you're paying people to learn how to start, or you're just wasting money, not paying someone and not getting any results. And then there's the putting yourself out there with the no ROI and building a clientele and building rapport and building authority. So I just want to say it's a fucking business, just like anything else. Everything in business takes time, takes foundation, takes education, and it's a whole other skill set. You can do it and you can make money doing anything, but it's a business. That already sounds exhausting. <laughs> and here's the deal, but it's just as exhausting to do hair and build clientele and build authority and go to classes and learn what to do and get inventory and track your color. Every business is running a business. Every business has things you need to do as the CEO, as the logistics, as in the marketing, do what you want to fucking do with your life. And so that's the thing I say is I really find out someone's why, because if their why, and this is what I'll say, most people who message me, their why is I want to be home more. I want to be, I work with a lot of females you know, and I want to be with my children more. I want to have more family time. I want to have more work-life balance. I want to make more income. And if that is the why I'm like, join sacred stylist. And I will show you how to make so much fucking money running a business you're already running and maximizing that. But if your why is you feel a calling and a knocking on your heart to mentor and educate, and you know that is a path for you that you want to have as a side hustle or eventually a long-term career, which you are one of my only clients who's dove all in and quit one thing to the other. But I think that's part of your journey, part of your patterning, part of your learning. And that's just- Hard-headedness is what that is. Yeah, your hard head, <laughs> but like part of your learning, right? And you're unwiring and rewiring. 99% of my clients do it as a side hustle, keep their income and they grow this thing for a few years and decide if they actually even fucking like it or it gets traction. And then they might transition half and half or maybe more into education if it ends up being something they love. Um, so that's what I'll say is if it comes from a deep place of calling, meditate, be with it, journal, work with a coach, figure out if this is actually what you fucking want to do, get deep down to the root of this. Because if you just want a better life, we can refine, not, it doesn't have to be me, but we meaning all of us, universe, coach, whoever you, whoever's your support system, you can have more money, more time, more freedom, all of that. And so if it's because you're tired of breaking your back, I'm speaking to the hairdresser who's going to tell me it's because of your back. I'm going to say this to you. I had more health issues once I started coaching than I ever did behind the chair. Sitting at a desk is actually so much more harmful to your body. And you think you hold space now as a client, you have no idea the kind of space you hold as a coach and you can learn to, if it's your calling, I'm going to say, girl, I'm going to teach you how to manage your energetics, how to clear your energy, how to be a vessel, how to do all that. But it's a skill set, And I have to move my body, meditate, clear and exercise more now than I ever did as a hairdresser, neither bad nor good. Just do what the fuck you want to do with your life. So my long winded answer 
is ripping back the curtain. Every job has a lot of work. Every job has awesome shit. So you might as well do what the fuck you want to do. And then it's okay to eat the shit cake. It's okay to be in this. There's spreadsheets for hairdressers too. Right. Like, or there should be. Right. And I get, we can hook you up with those. But like, my point is like every job has things to do. Just a digital business is going to have a lot more digital things to do because it's a digital business. So it's just a different skill set. But if it's what you're meant and called to do, to me, it's the best job in the whole world. Do you know what I mean? But I also felt like that behind the chair, like just love where you're at, you know, follow your calling. So did that answer anything? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is like, so I got out of high school and had my hair license. So when I was building, I was living at home. I like literally my, my income, my very little income that I was making the first two years, you know, was going to cigarettes and weed and alcohol. You know what I mean? So like, I, like my building stage in the hair world, I was, I was a child, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I've, so once I actually had a business in the hair world, it didn't really matter where I moved. My business went with me. So like, there was like a guaranteed income Like even when I went from commission to like to independent, you know, I had a guaranteed income coming with me. Um, And I think this is something I've been thinking about recently because this is my, this, this coaching business is my first time starting a business from scratch, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. at 37 years old or however old I am right now, I need a calculator, you know, like you're building it like a business. Yes. And I, and I think that a lot of times, cause I know, I think a part of me was like, oh, well I post these like business ideas online and, and stylists really like it. So all I have to do is keep doing that. And then they're just going to hire me. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that it was that easy. I did, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's not that easy. <laughs> There's a real business behind this and it's a very different business. Very different than being behind the chair. Yeah. And that's where I said, it depends who I'm talking to. If someone reaches out to me who owns a salon, manages a team and they educate already for a corporate brand, they're going to have a softer transition because they're already delegating, managing, they're in leadership. Someone who's a solopreneur behind the chair, I'm like, you're going to learn an entire different skill set. Let's go to school. You know, that's why I, I teach people literally, here's the tech, here's the software, here's how to create curriculum, here's how to facilitate it's like there's skill sets you don't know and that's okay it's just literally it's it's like you said it's not posting and then just talking out of your ass like it is and it's not just getting paid to do that and you have to be this is what I always tell Derek is and I and my clients too for in order for me to show up as an a plus right so I show up on a call for you Misty as an a plus or at a retreat or whatever that is I have to live a lifestyle that is going to be conducive for me holding that kind of space, sharing that amount of expertise. So I have to be an embodiment of the work. I have to be an expert in my business, actually doing the fucking thing day in and day out, actually leading a team, actually meditating, actually going through my own shit and coming out on the other side to just be the type of person that someone would hire and pay money to then take advice from. So I do think if stepping into coaching, I also ask people, are you in a space in your life that you have expertise, you have overflow, you have space to give, you have time to give, because I've noticed this, actually, I've seen people in programs and stuff who, um, or just in general, 
they think it's like a, like they're going to jump from one boat to the other and this boat's going to save them. Coaching is not something you do from a space of like, you don't have anything to give yourself. It's not time to give into others. It's a legacy part of your life of like, I am really fucking good at this. I've mastered it. I have mastery in it and I could take it and systemize it or teach it or whatever, or hold space for others. Cause I'm doing I can do it for myself and my business and I have proof of concept. And if you're still working on proof of concept in your life, that's okay. You can still mentor and be a leader. Just you're still maybe embodying someone who's ready to really pour into others or it's going to feel really draining. You're not going to get traction. You're not going to attract people because you're maybe just be honest with yourself. It's okay to be like, I see that in my future. And I maybe have some healing work to do, or I maybe need to get my business in a financial space. That's better. Like, you know, I want, I'm not coaching you on anything that I haven't embodied. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm not like, here's how you run a coaching business. I'm like, no, I've made millions and millions of dollars and helped tens of thousands of people do this. Now I can help you. You know what I mean? And it started years ago as, oh, I've helped thousands of people get balayage really good. Now I can teach you balayage. Oh, I've done workshops for years. Now I can teach you how to do workshops. Like you don't have to go to level 10 where, what have you mastered now? What are you good at now? And your mastery will grow. And then your value, your price, your expertise becomes more exclusive. So it's like, you cannot compare yourself to the coach who's millions of dollars in 10 years in to where you're at. You get mentored by someone like that, but you have to help you got to have equanimity and meet yourself where you're at and say, what's my, why is this true for me? What do I actually want? What's the, what, what's an easy win? I could actually have, I have resources to get it now. If I really want to do this, am I in a position that this actually makes sense? Mm -hmm. And if all those answers make sense, then move forward, you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, it's important to understand too, that like, yes, like get the coach, get the help. Like, yes, 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 yes. But you are still going to make mistakes. It is still going to take time. Like there is not this, like you hire the coach. So everything's going to be perfect. And you're going to know exactly what to do. Like, I remember last year, I think there was like everything that I did, something would go wrong. Like the funnel link wasn't right. And like, like something dumb, you know? And I just remember crying to my husband. I'm probably on a coaching call with you. Like, I just want one thing to be easy. Like, I just like this whole, like everything, something goes wrong every time. But what I realized now into the second year is I needed those things to happen because those mistakes never happen anymore. No, they become your systems, your operating systems. Yes. Yeah. I think you guys remember this with any business. This is the same with hair. You have a color correction go bad. Your ass never forgets to do a good consultation again. This is the same thing. You got a client pissed. You get a client don't pay. You get a client back out. Like this is all coaching problems back out on a contract. You get someone who gets upset with someone else in the container. You have someone who misses their flight on their way to an event, all of this shit. Then you go, Oh, this is the operating procedure. It's just, you're, you're playing on a bigger field. There's higher risk. There's more dollars lost. There's more they're just other stuff. And that is where a coach can be helpful is they're going to say, Hey, by the way, did you have a waiver? These are the things I've lost tens of thousands of dollars on over the years. Take mine. 
Right. By the way, on my launch, this is what I did. Are there going to be things that you learn in your launch still? Yes, but they're going to save you eight mistakes and you just have two or three instead of a hundred, or you don't even know how to launch in the fucking first place. Yeah. I didn't even know what a funnel was at the beginning. Like I was, what the hell is that? Your head. Like my coaches are just my mirror to like think clear and ideate and celebrate. And, you know, it's like having your crew to like lean on through these things because you have people leaning on you. Mm -hmm. Right. like, so what, how are you going to let people lean on you and hold that if no one's holding you, you know? Yeah. So that's a perfect segue into my next, my next like side of, of this is I, I love like self growth, self-improvement, whatever anyone wants to call it. Right. I love like changing in, in a different way or like all the things, whatever you want to call it. Um, I did not, I was not prepared for the amount of like shit that was going to come up when I was starting Mm -hmm. this from, from the idea of being home all the time to the idea of, of having to be creative, like on demand when I wasn't feeling it, like so many aspects Mm -hmm. have shown me so many things about myself that I like, I am not the same person I was two and a half years ago at all, at Mm -hmm. all. And I, and I do think it has so much to do with this journey. And like the first thing I talk about this, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but maybe you can kind of um, add to it, but the validation part. So as a hairstylist, you walk in the salon, you have somebody excited to see you. They sit in your chair, you make them beautiful. They smile, they're happy. They hand you money. You are validated every day. Every single day you are like, not, I mean, there's days you feel like you're not good at what you do, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're validated all the time. When I first started this, I was building my course. I was not talking to anyone. I was not getting any money. Like, I don't think I made anything the first three months. There was nothing to make. Like I didn't have anything to sell, Um, you know, and, and it was just having to get and do the work with zero validation. And not to mention that your family is not going to know what the fuck you're doing. No, not like they don't understand. Think I'm a stay at home mom that does these bonbons on the couch. Like, (laughs) Like, totally. Yeah. You know, so it's, I think that there's these little aspects of switching Mm -hmm. that is not expected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to add to that? Yeah. All right. Two parts. I want to touch on the family and the paradigms around you, like perspectives of others, projections. And I want to touch on the showing up when no one's looking. So I'll start with showing up when no one's looking. How's that feel? Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of, I'm going to use this analogy because I'm assuming most of us are hairstylists listening um, or a large chunk of us. You know, back in the day before social media, when we came to the salon and we waited for walk-ins, kind of like that, but online and your Mm -hmm. gets to watch and your sister-in-law gets to think you're dumb and your friends think you have no authority 
and you're hoping other people believe in you. So it's a little bit like that. And so I want to say this is normal. Every business, right? You have a product-based business. You're running a booth at a women's conference in town and you're sitting there trying to sell your shit and no one wants to sample it. And you do it and you do it and you do it. And then finally your product's in a boutique. And then finally you're getting wholesale orders. And then finally right? Like you get enough Etsy reviews that people are buying your product. And so there is an aspect you show up behind the chair and then you get one walk in. Oh my God, you waited eight hours and they love their hair and they refer their friend. And then it becomes two and then it becomes three and then it becomes 10. And then it becomes right. The compounding effect happens Mm -hmm. and then it becomes 20. And then, you know, two, three years later, you're slam booked behind the chair. And so there is an aspect of, of digital business like this, but the difference is you're building presence and authority. And then eventually that builds trust. And then eventually that builds a cell. And then eventually those cells lead just like any other client-based business to referrals, to word of mouth, to it's very similar to, you know, a hair business. Like I have a clientele, like you might call me in three years and want three touch-up calls, right? Or in 10 years, like we have a relationship kind of like you would a therapist or a coach, but they're, they're in your world and they know you and they love you. And it's like, you know, like I have coaches I've had on and off for a decade. They just know me, you know, and I'm like, don't see them for a while. And then I'm like, oh my God, I need your help. Like, it's just, it's it's similar to another service-based business, but it, it takes time that waiting, that waiting, that waiting. So, um, there, the reason I think so much shadow comes up with that is like you said, there's the shadow of being seen. There's the shadow of being heard. There's the shadow of, do I have enough to say? Am I good enough to say? Um, there's the shadow of comparison. Social media is a great place. If you want to compare yourself, <laughs> there's the shadow of, you know, stepping into a new role that's different and how weird that can feel. It then amplifies imposter syndrome is what it did for me. Right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's will be different, but I think that's a very common one when it comes to digital business, because you're saying, I know this by this from me and I'll help you. So it's like very much I'm, you're stepping into authority. Um, and then any relationship with selling, receiving your own value with that, Oh, um, receiving. I got something else about that. We'll circle back that note and we'll go back to that. And then, um, and then the actual, actually being able to hold space for someone and take them through and the things that come up and then continuing to do it again and again and again. So consistency, trusting yourself, trusting the journey and trusting, okay, if I show up and stand here and wait for a walk-in and ask for a referral in the salon, eventually this is going to be a real job. It, it's like that online. And I think that we are disillusioned by social media that it's not. And I want you to remember people are fucking marketing. They're not mm-hmm. going to like, no one's buying my course there. I, I Misty messaged me in Boxer and said, no one's buying. My advice is keep showing up. Keep showing up. Don't tell everyone no one's buying. Keep selling. Keep showing value. Keep sharing information because it's of no value for her to say no one bought today. It's of all the value to her potential client to tell them how her course changes lives because me and Misty both know it does. And we worked really hard on it and she's done all this work. So it's like you don't go to the salon and tell your client who's there oh, I've been really slow all week. You're like, I'm so excited to see you and do your hair. By the way, if you have a friend, send them over. I'll give you a kickback. Like, so just remember that is people are marketing because they're sharing their message as they should be. And so if you're comparing yourself to some idea of what you think their ROI is, you have no fucking idea what their, what their numbers are. You have no idea any of that. And, and you don't need to, unless you're buying a program that's saying, if you buy this, you get that, like, you know what I mean? If someone's like, yeah. 
my funnel system and get back 5k, then they're going to be showing screenshots of numbers and stuff. But if you're just working with a life coach, a business coach, you're learning a skill, they're not going to say no one's buying. Um, so go back to receiving, but what's your thought on what I just said before? Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's definitely what I have. My conclusion is that like the, the online business is almost exactly the same. It's different, but like the same in a lot of ways as a hair. Yes. I mean, my one-on-one clients, they come from referrals, just oh, like hair referrals and this podcast, you know? And it's like, so it's, it's so interesting because it's like, when you step into a new business, it's like, you forgot everything about the other business, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, which is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I mean, at the beginning, especially like I would easily, you ask Missy, do you have a good hair business? Do you do good hair? Hell Yes. Hell yeah, I do. But if you ask me, I actually, I specifically remember one of our first calls. I kept saying, when I start coaching, when I'm an educator and you were like, Misty, you are coaching. And I'm like, oh, like, because in my mind, it was like, my toe was just dipping in it. You know, it's like, no, like I'm not really doing this, but I was doing it. Yeah. That would be the hair assistant being like, when I'm a hairdresser, what would you say to your assistant? Like, are you touching people's hair? Then you're You're a hairdresser. (laughs) You're a fucking hairdresser. Own it, baby girl. Yeah. Keep on going. So, so yeah, it's, it's, their things are very similar, you know, and um, they're very different, but very similar in different ways, if that makes sense. And I think that's foundations is like, it, you know, we got systems, we got authority building, we got client retention, we got marketing. Like these are concepts that are similar, just different skill sets and maybe different services. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the receiving thing was very interesting for me as well, because I remember specifically, so one I'm home more, right. I, I, especially the first 10 months, the first 10 months, I was not behind the chair at all. I like went all in and I was home all the time. I, I realize I'm getting better at this. I need deadlines, but I am very ADHD. And if I don't have a deadline, I will procrastinate something forever. So there were days where I didn't have a whole lot to do, or I would do only what felt good. So maybe like just creating some content felt good. Maybe just recording one video, my coaching days. I only coach. I don't do anything afterwards. Um, so there's a lot of downtime. Now I used to work you know, 40 plus hours behind the chair. So downtime was a new thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I was working through what it means to have downtime and not be like, I would come and sit in my office from like 11 to when my kid gets off school out of school and I would just fuck with stuff. I was getting nothing done. I just thought because I'm working from home, I have to be Mm. looking like I'm working, even though nothing was actually being accomplished. So Anyway, lots of downtime, very uncomfortable. That is not what we're trained to do. You know, like when we grow up, like that is like, you're lazy, all the things. And then I had, once the course was done, I would be sitting on the couch and I would have a payment come through because somebody bought it. So I'm like, quote unquote, in my mind being lazy. And then somebody paid me and it felt weird. Like you would think I would be excited. Now, every time that happens, I am like, thank you. I literally look down. I put my, I put my Stripe um, notifications on my watch and I like thank it every time. But at the beginning, it was very difficult. How is somebody paying me when I'm sitting on the couch? I haven't sweat. My feet don't hurt. My back doesn't hurt. Like, I mean, I did because I put in a ridiculous amount of work. 
It's a different thing. One is I do it now. I get paid now. One is I do a lot and I get paid later. Later. Yes. That's just your body had to get used to. I'm doing all this, not getting paid. Oh my God. And then I did nothing and I got paid and it's like, they're just different. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So that was something that I worked through heavily. Um, now, now that's not even a thing. Like now it's like, I, I know when I need to rest, I'm fine with it. It's like, you know, it's help. it helps me a ton. Um, but it was it very, it, again, it was this level of like self growth that I didn't even know was a thing. I would have never known that was a thing yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. I think, well, I want to say two things before I say this. Um, I want to take note. I think the thing you just said, the getting paid when your feet are up is why people wanted to get into coaching or products or MLMs. I want you guys to remember all the work and time she spent to then get her $200 payment on the couch. Like exactly. Literally like months of zero income. (laughs) It levels out where you make a reasonable wage and then it gets right. Like any other job, but like remember that didn't happen right away. Um, and, and she still worked for it. But anyways, the other thing I want to say is the beautiful thing in entrepreneurship and working with people where we're in a creative service-based industry is so imagine you have a desire, like put desire out. I have my hand out, like desire is right here. And you go, I want to do this. I want to be this. I want to embody this. I want to have this. I want to experience this. And desire does this really beautiful thing of putting us on a path and this path to the desire. I always say is like the path that is going to have all the triggers, all the shadow come up because in order to reach said desire, you must, you know, I said to my client the other day, I said, our job on the path is not to fucking whack-a-mole all the triggers and shove that shit back down and repress it. You're not going to, if you got to your desire playing whack-a-mole, you're not even going to feel it or hold it. And you'll be looking up at the next desire. By the time you get there, your job is to stop. It's to hold it. It's to love it like a little child, the inner child, and remember it back to yourself, to your power, to your love. And that's where this path does take time is in order to be someone who can receive those payments, who can have authority to receive those clients, who can speak so boldly, who can hold a container, who could magnetize in a client who could actually attract success, who could do a keynote, all the things you've done, Misty, you had to stop at each of these triggers on the path and hold them and love them and be with them and transcend them back into personal power, love, remembrance. And then you are more fortified and strong and embodied. And you get to be someone who's really walking into this desire, like, fuck yes. Like, and it feels good. And, and then, you know, as a coach, the gift with that is we, we actually become so much more valuable, you know, but that's what I love about desire and entrepreneurship is, you know, let's use the movie for an example. It's not about the movie. It's really not right. It was that for me, for, for the industry, it's totally about the movie and it's about the message, but let's talk about this. I had a desire to share a message in a movie. It was about the person and the woman I got to become over the last four years. That was the gift. And if I didn't have a vision to make a movie, I don't know that I would have become her in this beautiful way and worked through so many things in such a fast timeline because it was being fucking filmed and it was going to be showed to the world 
So it showed all the areas that I didn't feel safe to do that. And what a like the becoming was the gift. Now I get to share the movie, but the gift for me was all the last four years. The gift for the world, right, is for you, Misty, is your clients get to hire you and work with you. The gift for you is the woman you've become to be able to run this company and the woman you're becoming to run that company. So it's like the becoming and the creation, the becoming is for us. The journey's us. The end result is, is for everyone else. And that's cool. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love that. I really feel like the first year was just, um, learning all <laughs> of that. Like it was like, it was more so like getting past the imposter syndrome, learning like to chill and be okay with it. Like, all, like letting go of a lot of things this year was more of like, what's my voice? Like, what do, what is my real message? What do I really want to do? I mean, I went, I've done, you know, went back and forth with, if I like what I like to do, do I like to speak? Do I like to group coach? Do I like to one-on-one coach, you know? And now next year, y'all are not fucking ready for next year. (laughs) Cause it is like the last two years have been like such a learning like about myself, about what this business is going to be, what it's supposed to be, what I want it to be. Um, and next year I'm just, I'm just excited, you know, but it, but it's taken years. And I think that that's the number one thing that I want people to really get out of this podcast episode, just in general, is there are so many layers to yeah. this. And yeah. it, and it, I think 2020, everyone, there are a lot of coaches popped up out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Including myself. I was one of those people. Um, and I'm noticing some are still around. Great. But a lot are not, you know what I mean? I I said, they're all going to pop up and they're going to realize, holy fuck, I don't know what I'm getting into. Right. Right. And, and I think, I think that, um, having these conversations are a good thing. Cause again, it is, it's, it's like being, a commission stylist and wanting to be a salon owner, like they're different. Like they totally, and they're both, <laughs> I think it's the transparency. That's the gift because here's the deal. It's let's, I love that example. Commission to salon owner. Neither is bad, right? We put a hierarchy on, Oh, commission salon owner. Great. Commission stylist shit employee. Like we have this hierarchy in our like collective consciousness for whatever reason. And it's like, stripping off the label, stripping off the judgment, really getting to a conscious place of what do I want? How does this feed my lifestyle? How do, am I going to be happy? And knowing, like, I think of our friend Kelly, who's my client as well, who coaches commission stylists who are salon owner or the commission salon owners is she's so transparent and teaches you how, but it's not for everyone to do it. And it's like, if we can just be transparent of what that role really looks like, then you get to not say, this is good. This is bad. So I must want it. It's my next step. Instead of just saying, what do I actually want? And can I make what I want actually very good? Instead of you wasting all this a million dollars, opening up a commission salon, realizing you fucking hate it. And then boom. And that's where mentorship is so helpful. And this is what I'll say with that is here's the truth, Misty. And you started with me, but I'm speaking this to people who, who are going to just, I don't know who they're going to start with, or they're going to start at all. If you would have worked with someone who coaches in their wounded masculine and feminine energetics, they would not have held you through your shadow work at all or your energetics. And they just would have given you strategy, strategy, strategy. You would not have become who you are because they wouldn't have consciously mirrored it to you. And you would have done a lot of work and a lot of hustle and a lot of pushing. And you probably would have got results the same 
but you maybe would have a different message, be a different person, be really burned out and stressed. And you maybe later would have either backed out. I have many clients who've done that. And they're like, I did the, this, I did the, this, I did the, this, but it wasn't a conscious space of doing it from. And so that's where doing it slower and more consciously is the long-term move. Long-term mentorship is the long-term move. Pairing strategy with the actual fucking life coaching energetic side is the long-term move because you're a dynamic person and your path would look very different. And there's a lot of containers that just show you how to make a bajillion dollars doing this. And they just push, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And that that's dangerous. And I want you to really, if you're someone wanting to do it, work with someone who does both. It matters because you're both in your dynamic and it's okay if this shit takes time because then you have a career for the rest of your life that's aligned and you will know how to pivot and evolve and adjust. And you're going to have tools because you're going to have more shadow work and more things come up. And that's normal happens to me every year. We don't, this is not like a, I've arrived. I did my one limiting belief. I learned how to do a funnel. No, 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 sister Lou, you just get into the arena. Like, and so it's, I'm saying that to normalize that. So people know that nothing's wrong with them. In fact, I go through it and And as I should, like, (laughs) I'm a human who's aware and sensitive and conscious of what's happening. And so I think that that is, it's okay that it's slow because as long as it's intentionally slow, intentionally slow. And here's the deal. I have clients who get to 10 K months really fast. I do. I have people took a little longer. It's their journey. They may have had a bigger audience. They may have a who fucking knows they have different starting points. They have different energetics, different woundings. You're always on time for your own life. You are always on time for your own life. You're not late to your life. And you just got to that equanimity. You got to meet yourself where you're at, trust your path. No, it's not about actually getting to the desire. It's about who you become in the becoming of receiving the desire. And that's the gift and let it, let it take the time it takes. Yes. I, I cannot agree with that more. I, um, Yes. The, you have to do the self-growth part. I ask everyone now in this podcast is because it always comes down to this in the conversation anyway, no matter what, what topic we're talking about. And I always ask, do you think that somebody can be truly successful if they do not do the self-improvement part and not a single person has answered, you know, everyone, no, you have to do it like truly successful. You can accomplish a lot. You can accomplish a bunch of shit, but are you going to be happy? Exactly. And, and I work with a lot of high performers who, I mean, some of my private clients, four or five, $6 million companies and inside and outside industry and some, you know, smaller than that too, but like a lot of high performance people who've done a lot of cool shit and they don't know how to receive, they don't know how to experience pleasure. They don't know, like they've just created from wounding and they want to create from a place of less stress and like their life. And so it's like, can you get there? Fuck yeah. With enough force and willpower, some people's nervous system will let them go that far. Other people's nervous system will not let them go that far. And I made a post about this the other day. Some people's nervous system they don't do the healing. They will hide or freeze and they won't be able to be productive. They'll be stuck. They'll be lost. They'll be confused. And they can't get out of that till they heal their nervous system. Others will be like me. I was a productivity creation accomplishment monster demon who could ran a seven figure business, all this shit, but it destroyed 
a lot of other things at the cost of it. And my nervous system could keep on going. And it's just based on your trauma, your programming, your paradigm. But I wasn't a present mother. I didn't enjoy vacations. I didn't actually um, know what true happiness was. I had health issues left and right. I was very scatterbrained. My nervous system was completely fucked. I was starting to get autoimmune diseases. So it will catch up to you. It will manifest as disease. It will manifest as addiction. If you look at, I mean, look in our industry, lots of successful people have addiction in the hair industry who have gotten really high as platform artists. Knowing what I know now, I'm like, yeah, they need to heal their nervous system, like 100%. Um, but we don't know what we don't know. And it's not bad or good. It's just a lack of opportunity or consciousness or, um, and it's, and it's hard when you're stuck in either one, I can speak for myself and many of my clients, because when you're lost and stuck, it's hard to make a choice. So think of a, here's a fun thing. Think of a buyer who's going to buy a product from you. And if you're someone who's coaching or wants to coach, this is some psychology about people's nervous system when they buy products from you. People are usually stuck in one or two. Yes, I have regulated clients come in. They're not most of my clients. Most clients are coming in. They want to be more regulated, but most people are either stuck, lost and confused. They have a hard time making choices because their nervous system is hide and freeze. So pulling the plug on buying feels very uncomfortable because they're like, is it going to work? And they get an ROI and they're making a bad decision. Their nervous system is like, I don't fucking know. And it, it takes them some really internal struggle to make that choice for themselves. And I commend the humans that can pull themselves out of that long enough to put the fucking credit card in and show up for the work because they know their highest self is like on the other side of this, it's going to fucking work. Right. And then the other one is they don't want to fucking make time to show up on a call. They don't have time to slow down. I don't have time. It's too much stuff. They're basically like, I got so much going on. I can't imagine putting one more thing on my plate. I would combust. And I'm like, that's the exact reason you need to work with a high level coach, but you got to slow down. And the money hopefully would be commitment enough to go, fuck, I just spent this much money. I'm going to show up uncomfortable nervous system saying I got a million other things to do. And in that gets to be the shadow and the healing and the work and the stuff, but just, you know, no, is that's, that's what you're speaking to most of the time is one or two scenarios and we want to bring people to you know a more balanced homeostasis place of either helping them find clarity or slowing the fuck down to to know what they actually want and to enjoy their life Mm -hmm. and coaching is an opportunity to do that you know it's so true so when I first started this you know I'm like okay money coach like I'm just going to help people like you know make their debt payoff plans and and budgets and whatnot and now I've added the, the life coast coaching portion to it because I've, ha- I have to have like, to. like you can learn budgets all day long, but you're not going to do it if, if you don't heal that part. And, and I learned that very, very quickly in this. And it's so interesting. Now, if you look at my first couple, um, testimonials compared to the testimonials I get now, it is so insane to me. Like, it's like the first one was like, yeah, mark some things off my list, blah, blah, blah. Now I get. I took off, you know, two days because my kids were sick and I didn't feel guilty and I didn't have to worry about my bills and it felt great. I took off a week, you know, around Christmas and I, all my bills got paid early and like, I just get to relax. And I'm like, that's what I wanted. Like, I thought I wanted to help you with money, but like, I want to help you with that, whatever that is, peace, whatever that is. 
That's what money, where you work with money and business owners, money is a representation of an experience they want to have in their life. And you get to be this beautiful gift that helps them to explore what that is for them, right. you know, what any hurdles are to that or any, you know, paradigm shifts and then help them create something consciously where yes, we budget and with intention and with consciousness and healing anything that's fucking in the way and essentially talk blocking us from receiving what we want to receive. And, and that's where your work, you know, is going to go from cool to life-changing and it has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see it's, it's been a journey. I mean, and thank you for coming and chatting about this because again, I, I think that it's something people are interested in, but don't know what to ask. Yes. Yeah. You know? I, I think this is a lot of honest talk. And I think that the thing I would say is if it feels like calling move forward, you know, like absolutely. And, you know, you don't have to go all balls to the wall. If you don't want yeah, you to, you do not have to do what I did <laughs> side hustle and learn a new skill in your life and kind of let it evolve. Um, if that's what feels good. And I think that that is, it's a beautiful thing. You know, we need more leaders in the world. And I think the other thing I see, um, and we'll, we'll give everyone. So education foundations and a few of the masterminds, Misty went through, we'll give, we'll give some codes and some special things for your listeners. So I'll you guys the show special Ray and all the things I'll give you guys some stuff. And before you just buy it, like DM me, like I want to, I don't want, you know, like, let's make sure it's a fit. Um, yeah. and like, let's get it aligned with your goals and stuff. But, um, what I was going to say, Oh shit, I was going to say something good about coaching. Oh, you, well, my thought will come back, but what is your advice? Like if someone were to DM you Misty and say, like, if you had three tips for someone who wants to step into coaching, like, and, and they had a beautiful why, like, you're like, okay, cool. Then what would be like the three things you'd maybe tell younger self? Oh man. Um, be patient would probably be the first one. Like really be patient. Like know that you're starting something brand new. Um, again, like I agree, depending on who you are for somebody like me, who's never stepped foot into anything like this, you know, be patient, not just with the business, not just with the income, not just with the clients, but with yourself. Um, be number two, be totally prepared to like change your perspective, like about everything about yourself almost. I mean, like I said, I am a completely different person. I've learned so much about like so much, many aspects of, of me through this process. Um, I'm a better communicator. I'm a hell of a lot more patient in every aspect of my life. I know how to really rest and enjoy it and not feel like a lazy piece of shit. Um, and I know how to prioritize happiness. Uh, and I don't think I really necessarily knew that, you know, three years ago. Um, and then the last one, this one, I'm going to say this and I, I, I'm going to have to explain, be prepared for people not to understand like that. This yeah, is talk about that. Yeah. I, this, this is one that I still get annoyed by. It still triggers me a bit. I mean, I, I don't, it, in, in a way it's starting to motivate me. Like I can't wait until I can be like, fuck you guys. Like, cause like the, if you are not in the hair business, if you have never had a coach, if you have never been to independent education, 
you probably have no fucking idea what we're even talking about. (laughs) Like my parents, like we went to Thanksgiving this year and there was 35 people in that room and everyone's asking everyone about their business. Not a single person asked me about mine. Not a single person. I've had my aunt be like, what is it that you do on Instagram? And I'm like, I market my business. And she's like, yeah, but like, what do you mean? Like, what do you do? And I'm just like, it's like, be prepared for that. Like, it's annoying, but it's, it, you have to work through it. Like, again, I think it comes back down to the validation a little bit of like, you know, I am a hundred percent, um, words of affirmation is my love language. So it's difficult for me because I'm like, no, I like, thank God my husband is supportive. And like, I have an amazing community, you know, and that find your people, let's put it that way. Let's number three, find your people because in your everyday world, it's going to be not as easy. It's Mm going to be a little lonely. Actually, it's going to be a lot of lonely. So find your people that you can pick up the phone, that you can call, that you can go meet somewhere, that you can go on a retreat with, that you can like, like my community that doesn't live near me, that is out of state or like they are, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would still be doing this if it wasn't for them. Mm -mm. So that would- You're in proximity is so, I love that you said that. Do you, can we go for two more seconds on the podcast? We can go for two hours, Elizabeth. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I think this is really good because actually even my highest like level people go through this, who've been doing this a long time and I go through this in different levels. And so I'm going to share an example that's so helpful that helps me. And I go through this, like even my transition from, hair to hair and business, um, hair and business to hair and mindset. And then, you know, business and mindset to like full on, like I do trauma work with people and business coaching. And they're like, how are you doing both? And I'm like, because everyone running a business has trauma. Um, yep. and so, <laughs> anyways, that was a transition where people are like, what you're a hairdresser doing, you know what I mean? So it's like each or like what you run a company now you do retreats now, all these things. So I'm going to share visualize in your mind's eye. Don't close your eyes. If you're driving a big circle, you've heard me give this analogy a million times, probably, but a big circle, this big circle is everything available in the universe, all possibility, all availability, all everything more than you can comprehend. And I can comprehend now in the middle of the circle, picture a baby circle, like a nipple, like a boob. Okay. We got a boob. So the nipple is your paradigm. This middle circle is your paradigm. And our paradigm is built from our programming, our conditioning, um, what our parents, our teachers, our friends, our surroundings, our environment taught us is real, right. And true. This is how much money you make. This is how you go to school. This is how you get married. This is when you have kids. This is how you don't, this is how you have sex. This is how you drink. This is what you don't drink. Right. This is where you live. This is how rich people are. This is what money is. This is how much money is bad. This is how much money is good. All of those fun beliefs get programmed into us, right? And they create our paradigm and we go, okay, this is how the world is. Then we all know what happens. Go to high school, go to college or trade school. Maybe us, we all went to hair school. We date someone, we have a mentor and our paradigm or have traumatic events happen. Our paradigm starts to shift. We start to go, wait a minute. I thought money was bad. I just met a really rich person and they're so nice. What the fuck? And it starts to kind of like poke holes in the paradigm or you date someone and, or you have a friend, like maybe you grew up thinking 
you know, I grew up Mormon. So gay is bad. And then you go to school and you have a best friend who's gay. And you're like, how could someone with a heart like this be a bad person? And then you start to question your parents and your religion and your community and go in conflict and your paradigm starts to shift. Right. So all of these opportunities, right. Or, you know, all these things, whatever, I don't have sex before marriage. And then you have sex before marriage and it was amazing. And you're like, what? I'm so confused. Or you're like, I can't um, drive a car like this. That's not for someone like me. And then you have a friend in a peer group making the same amount of money driving the BMW. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm in the same circle as them. And they're doing something I was told I couldn't do, or it wasn't for me. Wait. And the paradigm starts to shift, right? You have a mentor, they take you somewhere, they show you something, you read a book. Holy fuck. So paradigms start to shift and crack. When our paradigm shifts a little bit, our family, our close network who lives in the original paradigm, they might go, oh, you're a little weird. You're a little quirky. You kind of are the black sheep, but you're not like fully crazy, right? You haven't lost your mind yet. You're just a little out of the lines. You're coloring out of the lines. Then if you really start to do your work, your self-development, your spiritual development, your personal development, your healing work, you start to step into entrepreneurship, you start to really break chains on what you were told is possible for you, your paradigm gets bigger and bigger and bigger. This circle starts to get more, so much more expansive than its original size that those in your life who are still beholden to their conditioning and their paradigm you start to become starkly different, like very different. It is no longer coloring outside the lines. You're purple and they're white. And this is going to happen more and more if you walk down a path of leadership, of big impact, of big income, of healing, of transcendence, of all of these things, of really doing your development work, um, you're, you're going to become who you really were meant to be the whole time. And you're going, cause you're going to unprogram all of these things and come back into wholeness. You're going to experience greater freedom and expression than you've ever even known, right? Your spirit and soul and like real highest self knows, but you're, you know, the version of you in this paradigm was like, wow, I've never experienced this. And it's going to be orgasmic and incredible. And, um, but those at your family Christmas parties, <laughs> you're going to be purple and white. You are going to be very fucking different. And what happens is you are someone in there. I came from this. We are in this same come from, and they're doing things that I think are wrong, bad, impossible, unavailable to me, not in my conditioning. So I started flying first class, driving different cars, having bigger homes, flying around the world, helping thousands of people speaking on stages. That's so far out of like what they even thought was in the realm of possibility or availability. It was like, what, what the actual fuck. Right. And even before that, just doing a little workshop, just wanting to help one person that was uncomfortable. And imagine as that continues to grow, the same experience gets to happen. Um, So you have to know that you are a mirror of what they believe to be real, right, and true. And you're shining a really uncomfortable light back on them. And it's not actually about who you are. It's who you are as a mirror showing them their internal belief system. And they get the opportunity to to look back at self and say, what is this teaching and showing me? Or if they don't have enough consciousness or perspective or awareness to do that, which I'm assuming they, most of our original circle does not, they don't even know it's a tool available to them. Their automatic response is going to be to judge and point the finger back because they either have to point finger at self or finger at you. And they're going to go, she's weird. I don't want to know. I don't understand. Ah, 
right? And they're going to judge because, but really judgment is when we judge others, we always are judging self. We're all connected. And so it's not you, it's them. And they are judging themselves because you would make them question their sense of identity in the world and what's available to them. And that's super uncomfortable. So roll up in the BMW at the Christmas Thanksgiving party, protect your energy before Mm -hmm. own who the fuck you are. It's an opportunity for you to just own who you are when it's uncomfortable. And that's actually going to help you in networking scenarios on stages, selling yourself in business opportunities, pitching yourself. So like what a more vulnerable, hard position to do it in at Thanksgiving dinner with those, you know, and love that's your really your playground for growth. And, um, the more regulated your nervous system is with that, it will co-regulate and people will start to just be like, she's just fucking Elizabeth Bay. Like they just, they just get to acceptance with it. They don't understand. They may not celebrate. They may not validate. And there is a pain and a grief that comes with that. And it's normal. I've had to mourn. I'm not going to have the admiration, love, or proudness that I want from mom or from this or from that. And that does hurt. And that's an opportunity to parent my inner child and give her that. Mm -hmm. And it does get less painful. Um, Each level, sometimes you get to kind of be re-triggered and get to reparent again and again and again, because that little one still needs it. She still needs to be like, like, I love my mom to death, but I was at hair love and I thought she knew I've done it since 2017, 18. And she's like, where are you at? Hair love. What's that again? And I was just like, Um, it's my company. It's a huge event in Texas with hundreds of people and some of the industry's biggest brands, but I just say, Oh, it's a retreat. We do mom where I used to get so upset, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well call me tomorrow. And I'm like, probably not. I'll be on stage, but I'll call you in a few days. And, um, you know, and I just had to remind the little one to be like, Hey girl, I see you. I see you. You know, other people see you, God sees you, your partner sees you. And that's where you said community is so important, but those are the mirrors. Those are the opportunities for reparenting. And you also get to create protection and silent boundaries on what you share and don't share Mm -hmm. and find like you have done, you know, community within your coach and your mastermind and your friends and your peers So you can have those beautiful people to celebrate and see you who fucking get it. Mm -hmm. And you will find that you will maybe enjoy less time with those from your old paradigm. Oh yeah. And I I, so different. Yeah. And that's okay too. We can love those and not maybe spend as much time. And I think that was a lot of info, but I think that's so, so valuable to know that if you walk a path of growth, this happens and it happens again and again, and you're nothing's wrong with you. Find your people, heal through it, lean on your, um, you know, your folks, yourself, the, the, when I say folks, I mean your parents, unless your parents are those people, but like your humans around you who see you and um, know that like, okay, this is just a mirror showing them, helping them question their sense of self and anything. If all you get from this is this, Anything that someone says, thinks, or does is simply their subconscious data. Mm. Whether that response is, I love you, you're amazing, or you're a piece of shit, you're the worst person I've ever met, I think you're dumb. Either way, it means nothing about who you are. And if you can 
meditate with detachment and neutrality of other people's projections. And we can still enjoy the good ones, but really know they are not what makes us who I'm who I am, no matter what, even if people hate me or love me, it's not, not, you know, careful how attached we get to that as well, because that neutrality and detachment will allow you to be really, really sexy in your energy and just really own yourself and give yourself what you need. So anything someone says about you is them showing you their subconscious programming and data. Great. Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's we, we learn to say that when we don't know what else to say. <laughs> Very interesting. That was a lot. What did you get out of that? Yeah. I mean, no, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, you know, it's, I think, again, it kind of goes back to that where a lot of us were programmed where you just, you work hard, you work hard. Like that's that you, you work hard, you make money, become successful. And, and when people see that you're not working to them, they're not, you know, you're just playing online or you're at home sitting on the couch on the computer. And like, to them, that's not working. You're not putting your work boots on and walking out the door and like walking into a brick and mortar, you know? And it's like, when I thought that I wanted to open the salon, I had told some of my family, oh my God, the excitement, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like, was there excitement when I wanted to open you know, the coaching business. No, no, everyone was confused. What do you mean you're going to stop doing hair? What do you mean you're going to start? Like, but because there was this like brick building that they could see and that they could touch and that, you know, they, they would be able to see the progress that that was like, okay with them. So I know this stuff. It's not easy, you know, and I have conversations with some of my family about it. Um, and, and a lot of them, you know, they're, they, they're very receptive. Like my mom, she's, she's a very supportive, you know, she just doesn't understand. Yeah. And I can't expect her to that. Some of them might be loving. Some might be excited. Some might over time come around and then you might have some people who never do. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's okay. That is okay. That's their subconscious data. Yep. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's an interest. This whole, like I said, this whole thing has just been such an interesting, it's, I mean, I almost wish I would have just like journaled the whole time, I know, you know, just to kind of like see, um, but it's, it's just, it's been a journey. It's been a beautiful journey. I can say now, I don't know if I could have said that in the first year, it was very difficult in the first year. Now I really love it. I think it's an awesome, I'm well, so like, glad through the last two years. Like you've always been a good coach, but like now you get to be a phenomenal coach, you know, like because all of this, not only the learning and the expertise, but you have this experience that you've deeply healed through yourself. Like each of your clients is so lucky to have that space held. Like even if they don't comprehend it, you know that, and you already see it in your results, but it's like how lucky moving into 2023, these people, you know, and you you get to raise your prices because your value gets deeper and greater because your impact, the result of what they get from you energetically and experience wise and strategy wise is more. Yeah. I, I can, I can confidently say that I am a good coach now. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like at the beginning, I was like, my first client was the scariest thing. I almost quit. Remember that. Well, in some of your people, you're like, I think we'll just get rid of them. And I'm like, no, we got to learn boundaries. We got to learn how to hold. That was just the first one. That, that first one was a tough, that was a lesson. Yeah. That that was a lesson that I needed though, you know, but that was a lesson. I almost gave up, but, um, 
but now it's like, I don't know. I, now on my discovery call, like I know if it's, if we're going to be good or not, or, you know what I mean? And when you love it, you always tell me, you're like, I love my one-on-one. I love one. I'm actually completely discontinued group for a while. Um, for those listening, uh, and I'm only going to have my course as an evergreen. Um, and then I'm going to stick with what I love one-on-one. I love it. The days that I have my coaching calls are my favorite days, period. Um, so yeah, so I'm really trying to like lean into that as much as possible, but yeah, so it's just the journey, you know, at the end of the day, this whole hour long conversation, like what, what are we trying to say? It is a journey. It is a business like anything else. You are going to learn so much about things you never thought you'd have to learn. And you are going to spend so much money on apps (laughs) and software. (laughs) Hey, and I want to say this to the person who's like, I definitely don't want to coach now is you can still have all this beautiful self-development and healing within wherever, like, this isn't like, I see this inside of sacred stylist. Like we do all this, like, you know, it doesn't have to be with me, but I'm just saying that's an example my mastermind with that. You can still have all this incredible growth and exploration if you're like, oh God, yeah, I definitely don't want to coach now. Thanks for the honesty. Um, you know, then it's about just really leaning into making what you have better and you can still have all this growth, all this awareness, all it's just bringing more consciousness into your business, into your leadership, into your leveling up. And if you're working on personal and the business development consciously, you you'll get to be triggered either way. Don't worry. I was going to say, I feel like it doesn't matter what business you're in. The growth has to happen. Yeah. If you're growing, you're, it's going to come up. So it's not just for our coaches. I'd say, you know, if you're like, yeah, thank you. Right. For the yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I, and I don't want to deter anyone that, that feels called to do it either. Like, I agree with you hundred percent. Like, what is your why? And yeah. you're going to lose your why from time to time. Like I know when things started feeling like it was taking a long time, I wasn't making hardly any money. Like I started focusing too much on the money. And I realized that that was actually like deterring me. Like that was stopping. I was literally like blocking the money because of that, which yeah. was a lesson in itself. So, so there's so many different layers to it. So you cool. have to really want to do it, you know, but Absolutely. it's so worth it. I mean, literally when I get like, again, I mean, I'm trying not to care about outside validation, but it's just who I am. When I, <laughs> when I get a testimonial or somebody just reaches out and says something, it like, I could literally have the worst day ever. And it's like, oh my God, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, and it's being seen. And I think it's okay for that to feel like I'm words of affirmation too. And I'm a projector. So being seen super important to me. I just have to practice neutrality and detachment in my meditation. So I don't swing the opposite way when the, the opposite happens. happens and it derails me from mission. And the other thing I found when I've really gotten like, fuck this shit, I'm burning it all down. Like I give up is, um, I am what I wanted to say on this. Cause this is important for anyone in business is it's because my priorities and values are being too compromised and sacrificed and I am unwell. And so I've noticed that happens more um, when that happens, like, yes, it can be frustrating at taking time, but when it, when it really takes away from values and priorities and stuff, it, that really makes it, um, you know, you're like, fuck it. It's taking away from my kid. It's doing this, it's doing that, it's doing this. And so like, it's what's like the that- point. Yeah. So if you can stay in mission and why, and know that there's, you know, the journey and the patience and honor those values and priorities, which you've done really well, that will help you remember your why a lot better. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. You know, because it sucks when you're like, fuck, everything's bad for this stupid thing I wanted, you know? And it's like, okay, where am I unwell? And then come into that. And you're like, just kidding. I love it. Yeah. It's a beautiful journey. Like I said, I don't know if I would have said that within the first six months, but now I can, I can say that it's, it's been worth it, but can I brag on you? you? Sure. (laughs) It's on your podcast. So I should, I just want to say this as your coach and friend, I've, you guys, I've been able to see Misty in very vulnerable private settings and be able to help her on the back end. And I just want to say, I'm so proud of you. You give so much care and intention and love and thought and work and consciousness into everything you do, every relationship you have. And you've been able to really invest and be brave and be courageous and believe in yourself and lean on yourself and lean on God and your community and your coaches. Like, like you're doing, I'm just so proud on you. Like that, that takes so much guts that takes so much trust in self that takes so much calling. Like, I think there's so many people who wouldn't dare to do that path and you're braving a path. And I just want to say, I see you in that. I love you. I know there's people who maybe don't even, you know, who are watching you and you inspire them. And I just want to say, I'm proud of you as someone who's seen you cry and breathe and plan and strategize and fail and win and all of it and held you in that so beautifully is like, you're the real fucking deal. And this is just the beginning for you. And you're phenomenal at what you do. And it's just going to keep unfolding in beautiful ways. But like, girl, I see you the last two and three years, like the bravery, fuck. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. good job. Like you've built something really, really beautiful that gets to be the roots for the rest of like this trunk and this tree and this beautiful, you know, the next 20, 30 years of your life, like good fucking job. And anyone listening, like you're, you're hearing it from someone who's, who's speaking and living and being and sharing, like it's, it's, it's alignment. You know what I mean? You're not, yeah. walking, you're not saying something you're not walking and And people don't even see all the shit you really walk in, you know, you, they just hear bits and pieces of the stories, but like you walk the talk, my friend, and I'm proud of you. And it's been a joy to work with you. And I just always love you and support you. Thank you so much. It's exhausting, (laughs) (laughs) but it's worth it. (laughs) Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask you one more question before we close. I ask everyone now, um, that the, uh, podcast has got a name change, but what does a cash confident stylist mean to you? That's a fun question, which I love the name change, by the way. Thanks. I think to be cash confident is to be like conscious that cash is just energy and that you are always attracting everything in your world. And that it's like, um, did, did I tell you the easy come easy go story? It's two seconds. So I'll share it. Lately, I was actually doing some shadow work with money. I had some new fun things come up. Right. And so I was working, I was doing breath work. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and my, my, I have a local shaman who guides me and so we were breathing, we're doing the thing. And I was working through some stuff with money and mom and all of this. And, and she said, I have to tell you this story. She's like, I have a client who owns an online poker business. And he just lost, it was so much money. It was like $500 million, something crazy, something. Crazy. And I just like looked at her and was like, what, what, 
what? Why are you telling me this? (laughs) And I was, and she's like, I asked him what that was like to lose that much money. And I, I say this right now because I think we, we're in a collective, a lot of shifts. I'm watching a lot of career shift, client buyer shift, um, marketing shift, and no in shifts is opportunity mm-hmm. in shifts is opportunity and transition money's moving. It's not gone money's moving. It's not gone. You are always attracting and just know that you can keep on going, keep attracting, attracting new. And if old things need to go, let them go. It's okay. And so she said this to me, she said, I looked at him and asked him what that was like. And he looked at her with the most regulated nervous system. And he said, easy, come easy, go easy, come easy, go. If I could manifest that I could manifest it again. Mm. That I was like, literally for like an hour, like mind blown. Like I was like, I'm going to get tattooed on my eye. Easy come, easy go. Cause like, what a beautiful, our heart is, is the giver and the receiver, our masculine, feminine energy, our unionized there, the giver and the receiver energy coming in and out. And what a beautiful, like seeing it like water, easy come, easy go. So I'm going to say this to you. If you are in collective transition with the rest of us, where things are shifting, things are moving, things are happening. Let it go. Let it flow. Step into receiving, you know, step into play your service, like know that, that it's okay, that it's safe, that it's all energy and energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just is. And you are always attracting it and be, be like that water. Just let it come and let it go. And know that in those shifts, so much receiving gets to come. It's making space. And so I think that is my cash confident tip is, is understanding and hearing that energetic and Jeremy's ridiculous download of just, yeah, easy come, easy go. No big deal. Yeah. You know, only 500 million or whatever. (laughs) No, that's beautiful though. It's, it's beautiful. Elizabeth, thank you so much. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, I will put all the things in the show notes, but um, if there's anything, yes, watch the movie, Amazon prime. Um, has changed the world. Um, is there anything else that you would like to do a quick shout out for? I just watched the movie and listened to that song on Spotify and dance. I want to see, I want to see you meditate to it. Tag me. It's just hey, Elizabeth Faye. I want to see you hear the song. And then I will, I'll include a special code for those of you who are like, yes, please. I want to be an educator. Um, we'll include our mastermind. It's a special discount for you guys. So I'll, I'll come up with something special for your peeps, but um, listen to the song. It's free and it's so fun. Awesome. Awesome. Elizabeth, thank you so much for everything. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.